You have a gift. You have a talent. You have the ability to share and spread messages of love and hope to the world, no matter who you are or where you have been in life. Welcome to Get Ready. Get ready for your breakthrough with Felicia Hill. No matter your position in life, understand that others are with you, and it is possible to transform and find happiness. Now, here is your host, Felicia A. Hill. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Get ready for your breakthrough. My name is Felicia Hill, a.k.a. Philly Hill, and you're listening to Get Ready. Get ready for your breakthrough. As always, I want to ask you, get your pens, get your pencils. We got a great show for you today. So get your pens and your pencils out, and I'll give you the word of the day. The word of the day is overcome. Overcome. When one succeeds in dealing with a problem or a difficulty. Overcome. Today and it's a special day, and I can't I can't wait to bring my listener, I mean my, my guest on. We're gonna be talking about a very serious topic today, domestic violence. And as far as I am concerned, domestic violence is one of those silent killers of the soul. So I would like to bring on my guest, Miss Tracy Osborne. Hi, Tracy. How are you? Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. We certainly can. We certainly can. There you are. So How are um, you today? I, you know what? I'm doing pretty good, Tracy. And I was excited. I was so excited to get a phone, I mean, an email from your uh, your people saying that you wanted to share your information on my platform. So I'm um, I'm honored and I am totally grateful that you uh, that you chose me. So thank you so much. Oh, well, I am excited to be here. Well, before we get into before we get into the seri- uh, the, the other details, I'm just going to give a little bit of background about Tracy. Um Tracy, uh, well, you know what, Tracy, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? How's that? (laughs) Oh, okay. So um, I am a uh, rape and domestic abuse survivor and thriver. Um, I, you know, have had multiple assaults, multiple um, domestic abuse partners and have gone on to um, become strong in spite of it or because of it even. And now today um, I run a company that helps other women find their voice, recapture their strength, and become absolutely unstoppable. Uh, that's that's amazing. Uh Listeners, for anybody listening out there, just understand domestic violence. It's, it's that silent killer of the soul and, and the shame and the guilt and, and humiliation that uh, that women feel. It can it can really hinder them from leaving. You know, many, many women and men, you know, a lot of them pretend as if everything is uh, hunky dory at home. And uh, un- uh-huh. unfortunately, it's not. And statistics, I mean, we got some great statistics out there. Let me just say a few of them, Tracy. Um, 98%, 98% of women abused by their partner 
the partner controls the money. So if a woman ever wanted to leave, it would be extremely, it, 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 they make it difficult for them. Uh, let me give That's you a couple true. more. And then I'm, very and then I, true. Yes, I'm going to do a couple more and then I'm going to, um, I'm going to bring you in and you, you know, just chime in when you're, um, when you feel like it. 45% of female rape victims were either raped, they were raped uh, by their intimate partner. While only 34% of those people, of those people, 34% were injured, didn't re- and 25%, only 25% reported to the law. And I think I find it, I find that very, very disturbing. Not only do I find that disturbing, I, I find it more disturbing when we think about um, a part of that being our police officers and our victims having to report their abuse to their colleagues. Uh, any, any, any thought on that, Tracy? Oh, you know, you just, honestly, the numbers are probably higher. Um, oh, absolutely. I, I would imagine the numbers are, are far higher than what we really truly know because so much of it is um, not reported. Right. And, you know, let me tell you, and there's so many reasons why, like you said, the shame, the embarrassment, um, when you're in a domestic abuse situation and you are beat down verbally, mm. emotionally, physically, day after day after day, and you, you live on eggshells, eventually you get to the point where you actually start to believe, well, maybe I am worthless, and maybe this is the best that I deserve. And mm. you, know, you start to believe your abuser, and you believe that you're not worthy of anything better. And, well, and they control by fear. Absolutely, and I and I can I can't imagine, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna even sit here and pretend like I know or like I felt it, but I do know that. And our our listeners, you need to understand that when it comes to domestic violence, is it it isn't just physical abuse. It's emotional, no. it's mental, it's sexual, it's financial. All of these play a part in the way the partner takes control of the abuser. And uh, I think that it's very important that people understand that it's it's not mm-hmm. something that's uh that small, that small potatoes out here, it's actually being deemed as an epidemic, you know? And unfortunately, a lot of us, I think a lot of us see it and we have that mentality of, uh, that's not my business, you know? Um, that's a tough one. It is a tough one. Now, let me tell you, I know, what was it? Maybe a year ago, I was actually, I was going to the store And I got out of my car and I heard a woman scream across the street and I stopped and I watched and, you know, the guy was trying, she was sitting in the driver's seat, guy was trying to get into the car, Um, she was pushing him out, it it was obviously some kind of a domestic quarrel of some sort. Absolutely. And I froze. I froze. I was like, do I, you know, I wanted to go help, but it's like, what do I do? And so I said, okay, well, I'm going to go into the store really quick because I just had to grab one quick thing, ran in, came back out. It was, you know, maybe not even five minutes, and they were gone. And I felt absolutely wretched because I did not say anything because I was, 
I, I was frozen. I was afraid. It was, okay, well, if I step in and stick my nose into this, am I going to get hurt? Um, Abs- you know? Yeah, and I yeah, think, absolutely. I think that's why a lot of us do turn a blind eye, especially if it's people we don't know, because, you know, um, well, if I step in, what's going to happen to me? Could I get hurt? I have kids at home, you know? And so we, we just kind of turn a blind eye to it and pretend it doesn't exist. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm I'm in the same boat with you, and I, and 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 I almost, you know, I'm I'm with you. I feel really bad. I feel really bad. I saw I saw something similar. Uh, I, I saw something similar in a parking lot, and it was it was in a parking lot. The young lady was trying to back out and leave, and this guy would literally open the door and just left hand her right in her face. Then he would close the door and she would, inch, you know, try to back up and she was stuck in this little, little parking lot. Everybody was out. Right. It was a nice summer day and she back, he'd open the door and ram it again. And I sat there and I said to myself, how can I do something without him finding out? And I, one time I backed out and I drove and I called 911 and they said, would you like to leave your name? And I was like, anonymous. And the second time right. I called, they said, would you like to leave your name? And I said, anonymous. And the third time I said, look, somebody needs to get out here because people are gathering around. It's more and more people anonymous. Uh-huh. But 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 like you said, you you do you get it's either fight or flight. Right. You, I mean, or freeze right. now. Because you stand there like, what do I do? And I can't imagine somebody who's been through it like you, Tracy. You know, that, that's that got to be difficult. That's got to be difficult to it look at another woman and go through what you went through and not be able to help her. Absolutely. It was. It was a trigger. I was triggered, which is part of why I froze. Um, because I started, you know, the flashbacks all of a sudden. Um, but, you know, it, it just, I, I mean, I kicked myself in the butt all the way home and for the rest of the day I posted about it on Facebook and you know everybody's like well you you know you did the right thing because what if he had a gun and, and that kind of thing and I'm like you know for the rest of my life I am going to wonder if that woman is okay yeah, I'm going to wonder I'm with was you. she I'm okay with you. did she really know the guy you know right. what was the deal um, because I didn't say anything you know, Tracy, I read uh, I read an article a couple of days ago, and the the article said the article talked. Uh, uh, it was a Amy Sanchez, and she's with a a group called Break the Cycle, and uh-huh. she actually went on to say she said, you know, it's an epidemic, right? And then she said, if we had if we had health issues that we knew were affecting millions. We would we would work together to to fix it. I mean, and we've done that. We've done it. I mean, look at the opiate epidemic that's went on in the last right. couple of years, and how many um, how many uh, clinics have popped up in the Narcam and all of the assistance that we're giving that. You know, so if there are millions of men and women and children living with violence, why isn't this becoming some kind of prominent issue? And, and why is it so hard for us to attack and deal with this accordingly? So, you know, for one thing, um, you know, you, you keep saying epidemic. Honestly, this is a pandemic. This is global. Ooh. This is just 
you know, a, a U.S. thing. This is a all-around-the-world issue. And you know, like, the thing is, is, it's not becoming pandemic. It has been, and it has been for centuries. And the, the, we're just, I think, now really beginning to see the actual full reality of what it is that we're dealing with because yeah. of social media and because of technology nowadays. And so, you know, it is easier for us to now get instant news and, and all of that. And so we are actually learning more. And, you know, now with the rise of the Me Too movement and everything else that's going on, more and more women are finding the courage to finally stand up and say, you know what, it happened to me too. Absolutely. I think one of the big, um, one of the greatest things that probably happened was the Me Too, was the Me Too, because you know, it is. the thing is, it, she actually started that movement years ago. What? Um, but it wasn't until the celebrities got wind of it and started uh, promoting it that it really took off last year. You know, you know, when you say that, you know, they say that, um, you know, who experiences domestic violence? You know, and they say that race and income, occupation, none of those factors, none of the indicators uh, are more or less um, uh, a cause or, or, or separates them. You know, uh, women, men. Uh, the ages from 24 to 35, but but for the most part, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, it happens to everybody, and they really don't. And you and you tell me because you know a little bit more about it. They really don't have a specific indicator to say who is affected more. Am I right? Not that I'm aware of, and you know, again, I think it all comes down to what's been reported. Um, you know, the the higher societal people, of course, are going to report a lot less uh, because they have their reputations and image and all of that to look after, right? Uh, right. Whereas I think people almost expect it of lower class because they think of lower class as animals and, you know, mm. fairly human savages anyway. <laughs> so I think, um, you know, not that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It, it happens. It can happen to anybody. Um, it can happen anywhere, anytime. It, you know, yes, most of the time you're going to be assaulted by somebody that you know, but it could happen, you know, by somebody you don't know. And, and you know, go ahead. I, yeah. I, mean, I was, I was 18 and mm. I was, it was my living boyfriend, the first one. Um, we were living together. I was going to marry this guy after I graduated high school, um, all of that. And he raped me on prom night. Mm. That's how I remember my senior prom. Wow, and, man. Um, you know, and I, I honestly, I blacked it out afterwards. I, I mean, yeah. I remember the next day and, you know, he was just like, oh, you know, it was just my animal urges were taking over, blah, blah, blah. And oh God! I forgot about it. I, I what a what a cowardly what years. a cowardly sentence, huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, we're um, coming up. We're coming up with uh, about three more minutes before before break. Um, but I would like sure. you know I'd like you to go ahead and finish elaborating on that night and um, the next day, Tracy. What was what was going through your mind the next day? You know, I was hurt. Um, I I was I was young. I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, you right. know, I had no business living with some guy while I was still in high school, but you know, I was 18. Uh, you weren't going to tell me any different. And, um, 
you know, and I was in love with the guy. But honestly, I I ended up leaving him a few months later. Right. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, it just ended up, but, you know, by then I, I had completely blacked it out. I didn't remember yeah. for a couple of years, and it wasn't until I was in college, and I was writing a paper um, for English class, and I started remembering the details. I, re- I remember oh, wow. that happened, and then you know I what? started remembering the details. Yeah, and that's and that's then you know that that's an overwhelming. I can understand that because I've, I've I was in a car accident really bad, and I can understand how you know you could write about something or you could smell something or you could see something, and it triggers, it triggers, you know. And maybe um, you know, hopefully, hopefully it coming back, it gave you you know uh, a picture of it, and it gave you some kind of courage to look say, look, I got to deal with this. You know, when you said that you were in the eight, you were a senior in high school, and you know, when I read that 45% of the females are raped victims, you know, they're raped victims by their intimate partner, that 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 number alone is scary. And then I went on and I read some stuff about um, kids actually in high school. It is, you know, now we have girls in high school who are getting violated and abused physically by their teenage yeah. boyfriends. So mm-hmm. we're gonna take a we're gonna take a small break, and when we come back, we are going to share with you a little more, a couple more stats. But then we're gonna get into the the positive part, and we're gonna talk a little bit about daring women and how Tracy overcame these obstacles and, and become the woman that she is today. We'll be back shortly. Thank you. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Felicia Hill is a motivational speaker, transition coach, youth advocate, and CEO of Tamarack Inspirations, LLC. The company was developed after the loss of her siblings to honor her memories of them. She is now on a journey to impact, empower, and uplift those around her. She can be contacted to present workshops and seminars on the topics of empowering, impacting, and uplifting. Please contact Felicia at bellyhill at gmail.com. That's F-E-L-E hill at gmail.com. Felicia Hill is on a path of rediscovery. Sudden tragedy in her life has pushed her to use her gift of words to magnify her message of empowerment and motivation. Her energetic message and transparency breathes life into her audiences on every level. Her message impacts all ages in all phases of life. Felicia wants to bring her gift and her message to your event, workshop, or conference. Contact her for presentations at fellyhill at gmail.com. Again, that's F-E-L-E hill at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Get Ready, Get Ready for Your Breakthrough with Felicia A. Hill. To participate in our discussion today, call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or make your voice heard via email to fellyhill at gmail.com. Now back to Get Ready. 
What up, what up, what up? It's your girl, Felicia Hill, a.k.a. Philly Hill, and we're coming back, and I got a guest on with me, Tracy Osborne, and we're talking about domestic violence and the seriousness behind it. You know, Tracy, one of the things that um, that I calculated today while I was while I was doing some of the research, it says that that every nine seconds, a woman in America is assaulted and beaten. And you know what went through my head when I read that? I have a 48 minute show. So that means yep. five and five and a half or six, six women could possibly be beaten and abused by the end of our show. Mm-hmm. That's 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 I don't I mean I really don't it's know horrifying. How, yes, I don't it's even know how it's horrifying. That. Yeah, when you think about um, that, it is. Yeah, and and you know, and it, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to get beaten to a pulp. It could be right. a shove. Uh, it could be just a you know a raising of the hand, like making like you know somebody's gonna hit you or a derogatory mark. I mean, it could be so many things. And you know, the other thing is is you know we talk about it as domestic abuse, things your partner and stuff, but it, it doesn't have to. It doesn't stop there. Um, oh no! I remember oh, no. being five years old, living with my grandmother, and growing up with an Italian grandmother who loved to tell me I was stupid. You know, right. that's emotional abuse. Um, yes. It, you know, and, and it kind of escalated from there. So, you know, there are there are levels of this. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and they just, they find a way to just kind of, you know, wean their way in. And um, is it, the, the one thing that I really want to make clear to everybody who's listening Mm-hmm. Is it is not it is not the victim's fault, ladies, Absolutely. guys. If you are in a, a domestic abuse situation, this is not your fault. Okay, these people they are charming, they are absolutely wonderful until they get you where they want you, and then their true side comes out. Okay, so you know this. It is not your fault. And you can get help. You can get out. Absolutely. Absolutely. And let me let me put this out there real quick while we're on. The, if you are a person who is stuck in a situation, an abusive relationship, let me just throw the uh, domestic violence hotline out there. 1-800-799-7233. That's a number that you can call and, and, and get some help and probably hopefully get uh, somebody to help you with a safety plan and and all that good stuff. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a there's a number of places out there that can help, but I know the hotline is, you know, the overall number that we can use right now. Am I right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah that's the starting point for sure. Um, you know, friends, family. And, and here's the thing is, again, if you're listening out there and somebody comes and tells you that this is going on, believe them. Part of the reason why we don't come forward is because our friends mm. and family don't want to believe it. They, they don't want it to think that this could happen in their family. And so they choose to sweep it under the rug. They turn a blind eye to, you know, Uncle Johnny abusing their daughter. Um, you have to believe them. 
You know what? That's um that's in that's 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 exactly right. And um again, you know, women women get ridiculed so much for not leaving. Um but I don't think people realize the barriers. You know, again, we talked earlier about how the the partner, the abuser has control of the money. And then let's not let's not let's not rule out how scared how fearful they are, um, the likelihood of them losing their life. Um, they have nowhere to go. You know, they have nowhere to go. They have no money. They possibly could get killed. I mean... Right. Because what one thing that these people do is they completely isolate you. They right. will slowly shut you off from the entire world. You lose access and contact with your family. You end up having no friends. They will control every aspect of your life. So before you judge somebody and say, well, why, you know, why didn't she leave? Chances are she couldn't. Um, right. You know, she just yeah. couldn't. Well, you said it. You said it, Tracy. You said it. You know, the whole goal behind the abuser is to control you. That's the whole exactly. goal. The whole goal is to control you. What they do, they control the finances. They control the credit cards. You know, they watch how you, they, they, they control how much you spend. They control how much time you spend away from home. They control who you spend time with. You know, exactly. all of that, all of those things play a huge part in the abuser taking emotional control over um, the abused. And I say, we say the abuser and we say partner because it's just not abuse on women. You know, men get abused too. And unfortunately, um, mm-hmm. Men don't report it. I mean, they don't report it seventy-five percent as much as they would that, that women. So imagine how many women were missing out. Then how many men were really missing out because men? Oh, you can't cry, buddy. You can't cry, man up. Right. Exactly. Ugh. You got beat up by a woman, and you're gonna whine about it. Well, yeah. You know what? When she comes and hits me upside with a the head with a two by four, absolutely. Um, when I first went to Georgia back in '99, the people that lived across the street from me, he came over one night, and um, she had hit him with a two by four and bumped mm. But wow. you know, he didn't want to press charges or anything because they had a kid. He didn't want her to go to jail or anything like that. So he just came over and stayed at my house with. Um, my friends that I was living with and, you know, uh, until she calmed down and they did whatever it was that they did. But, you know, so God, it, it happens. It absolutely yeah. happens to men too. And we are not discounting that at all. The fact oh, of the matter no. though is it happens more often to women because we are easier to control. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and when we're talking about physical, you know, physical, uh, physical, Effects the physical abuse is is un it's unbelievable. You're talking about broken bones and burns, stab wounds, um, oh, perforated eardrums. You know, oh my God, loss of hair, chronic stomach pains, palpitations. I mean, I got a list of uh, physical effects that goes on and on, and um, it's unbelievable when. When you when you actually see something like this, you know, when you do see um, a woman who comes to work, you know, twice a week 
and always got an excuse and always got always got sick. The kids are always sick. You know, the, the husband's sick. Everybody's sick. I got to go here. And you get that idea. Uh-huh. I, it, you have to you have to support them. And instead of pointing the finger at at the woman, you know, focus on um, don't focus on the woman not leaving. How do we focus on stopping the men or stopping the partner from doing the abusing? How do we, how do we get there? You know, there has to be stronger repercussions for these abusers. There really Mm. does. You know, you see somebody come to work and they constantly have odd bruises. You know, they're wearing long sleeves or turtlenecks in the middle of summer. Um, they don't want to talk about anything at home. They're very shy. They're very introverted. Chances are they're being abused. And, you know, what they need most is they need someone to just come up and say, you know, I don't know what's going on in your situation, but whatever is happening, it's not your fault. And if you need help, you want help, I am here. You know, right. come talk to me. And, you know, they, they need that. Um, and, and make sure that they know it's, you know, totally confidential. We will not, you know, we, because that's, that's just it. I don't want to tell anybody because if I tell somebody and somebody else finds out and he finds out that I told somebody, he's going to beat me until I can't walk. Man. So, that, oh God. you know, it's, I mean, it is, a, it is just a very fearful thing. Um, I was one of the lucky ones, I mm-hmm. like to say, because... I, I was able to get out quickly and okay. relatively unscathed. Um, but there are so many who the only way out is is either for them to unfortunately kill their assaultant or be killed. You know, uh, yep, and I read that. It said that um, women women who do get away uh, are 70 times likely to be killed within two weeks after they get out of the house. Yeah. That's in, and, that's, and that's why safe houses are, um, you know, battered women's shelters, they're, they're hidden. Mm. They have to be. That's unbelievable. Yeah, Tracy, for now, their safety. do you mind me asking how long you were in um, your relationships and how, how many did you endure? Um, honestly, too many. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> for me, it became, it, it almost became a pattern. Mm. But um, it, it became a pattern that I recognized, you know, and it was, um, I, you know, I remember when I was with him probably a year, year and a half. Um, and it just, you know, it started out with just a lot of, yelling and screaming and maybe the occasional shove. Um, and, you know, for me, alcohol was always involved. The guy was always drunk, um, always drinking. And so um, alcohol for me is actually a huge trigger. Mm. But, um, you know, I, I think for me, it, you know, we were going to get married. <laughs> can't tell you how many times I was going to get married. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> It came down to, you know, we had a really bad fight one day, um, and I remember I had a laundry basket full of clothes, and he grabbed me and, and pushed me over with it. 
And I was like, no, no, we're not doing this anymore. And so I got up and I pushed him back. And so uh. he punched me. And I said, really? So I punched him right back. Mm. And, um, you know, he said, stopped him in his tracks. And I moved out shortly after that. And I remember his mom calling me at work one day. And she's like, you know, why did you guys break up? Was it because of money? We can help you. And I said, no. I said, I left because your son punched me in the face. Wow. She's like, Unbelievable. Oh. oh. <laughs> she goes, well, I will definitely be having a talk with him about that. You know, mm. um, so for me, it was as, as soon as I, I recognized, okay, this is not getting better. Right. Um, I, I would get out. Uh, but then I would repeat the pattern and I would find mm. somebody else. So there was another guy that... Um, I, when I was pregnant with my second child and I was dating him, um, not the father of her, thank goodness, but, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, um, but I was dating this guy. I was probably about four months pregnant, maybe. And he had come over one night and he was drinking, of course, um, and wanted to have some fun. And I said, no, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not feeling it. I'm not in the mood, whatever it was. And he, I remember him pulling me down into his lap and trying to rip my panties off. Oh, God. um, I punched him. I punched him in the head. And um, he let go, but he stood up. Mind you, I'm five foot four. I was Mm -hmm. teeny tiny. I was probably 120 pounds at the time. Um, He was over six foot. Picked me up off the ground and threw me back down onto the floor, pregnant. And so I called the cops. And he took off. And the cops came, and one of the partners went out and was trying to, you know, see if they could find him. And the other one took my statement. And when I told him what happened, his response to me was, well, you shouldn't have punched him. Whoa. I should have just let him rape me, you know? <laughs> so, you know, that's just another reason why. Yep, yep. Come forward. Goes uh, back. No, it goes you, back. This was 20 years ago. You know, the cops have gotten better. But... Still, it was that, well, you shouldn't have punched him. It just goes back. It goes back to, it goes back to attitude. It goes back Mm -hmm. to attitude. There, there has to, and not, uh, and I agree with you with repercussions. You earlier, you said there needs to be more repercussions. And I totally Uh agree with you because so many times you get in um, that courtroom and you're sitting, I, or I go in for a traffic ticket and you got somebody that comes up and they say abuse on, you know, domestic violence and, and the girl doesn't show up. The girl doesn't show up. And well, we know why she didn't show up, right? But right. When, when does when does the state step in and say, look, that's enough? When, you know, when does that happen? Because I think, and, and, and also, like you said, the officer says, you shouldn't have punched him. I think that mm-hmm. we have to get we have to get and we have to change our attitude toward the fact that it's okay for a man to smack his girl around. It's it's all right. right. You know, you'll be okay. We have to change our attitude. And one yeah. again, one of the a little bit. She'll get back in line. No, right, no, right, no, no. right. I mean, you know. You, you know, you're the king of your house. You run this, you run this. And again, unfortunately, that's our men, that's our boys I raised. You know, man up. You're the king. You run the house. You're the man now. You know. Well, and, and the other thing too is is look at how we are. Look, look at how we raise our daughters. And I'm guilty of this. 
Um, oh, Mom, you know, little Johnny was just, he's such a jerk. He pulled my hair and he pushed me mm-hmm. on the playground. Oh, uh, well, he, he probably likes you. He's taking on right, because he likes right, you. And right. we are teasing them, I mean, excuse me, we are teaching them from preschool age that if a guy is pushing you around, it means he likes you. Right. Oh, I'm guilty. And we're all guilty of that, aren't we? We're all I did it. Oh, I did it until I, until I learned better. Um, yes. And now, oh. you know, with my granddaughters, it, you know, they come and tell me that, and I'm like, well, you know what? Punch him back. You know, um, it's, I'm not going to tell that, well, he likes you things. No. Oh. He's a bully, and, or she's a bully, or whatever, and it's got to stop. Absolutely. I, I think yep, I, you're absolutely right. I think the attitude, I think the, th- the thought process, the behaviors have to change. When a little girl comes to you and says that, we cannot, we cannot um, just sweep it under the rug as, as something that just happened. You know, oh, yeah, you'll be exactly. all right. He no, wait, no, that's not that's not how you like somebody. Did he bring you a flower? Did he draw you a, a, a flower or did a sunset? I mean, did he ask right. you, did you want a piece of his his uh his hot pocket? You know what I'm saying? We got <laughs> exactly. we got one minute that till break. You. <laughs> we got one minute till break, but show me something. Show me something that says that right. you like me. You pulling my hair, don't show me that you like me. It showed me that you trying to control me and make me do something that I don't want to do. And that's like you. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so we got a, exactly. we got about 30 seconds and we're going to take another break. Our third segment, we're going to wrap it up. We're going to wrap it up on this domestic violence thing, which is serious. It's serious, people. And before I go off and start my third segment, women, 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 listen, no, this is not your fault. You are listening to Felicia Hill with Get Ready. Get ready for your breakthrough. And we're going to take another break. And we'll be back in a couple seconds. Thank you. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Felicia Hill is a motivational speaker, transition coach, youth advocate, and CEO of Tamarock Inspirations, LLC. The company was developed after the loss of her siblings to honor her memories of them. She is now on a journey to impact, empower, and uplift those around her. She can be contacted to present workshops and seminars on the topics of empowering, impacting, and uplifting. Please contact Felicia at bellyhill at gmail.com. That's F-E-L-E hill at gmail.com. Felicia Hill is on a path of rediscovery. Sudden tragedy in her life has pushed her to use her gift of words to magnify her message of empowerment and motivation. Her energetic message and transparency breathes life into her audiences on every level. Her message impacts all ages in all phases of life. Felicia wants to bring her gift and her message to your event, workshop, or conference. Contact her for presentations at fellyhill at gmail.com. Again, that's F-E-L-E hill at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Get Ready, Get Ready for Your Breakthrough with Felicia A. Hill. 
To participate in our discussion today, call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or make your voice heard via email to fellyhill at gmail.com. Now back to Get Ready. Get ready, get ready, get ready. You're with Felicia Hill, and this is Get Ready for Your Breakthrough. And let me tell y'all, we got a hot topic today. We got a hot topic, domestic violence. And before I left that last segment, I told you women, if you're stuck, if you're stuck in a a situation that you can't get out of, just reach out. Just reach out. We We got the domestic violence hotline that you can reach out to. 1-800-799-7233. Reach out to a good friend, but understand that you are not alone. You are not alone, and it is not your fault. Tracy, uh, we talked a lot about these stats. We talked a lot about, you know, uh, the psychological effects, the physical effects, the emotion. We talked a lot about uh, some stats. Hey, let's get on some positivity right now. Let's end it with some right. positivity. Um, <laughs> as as you guys know, I got Tracy Os- Os- Osborne. She's the CEO of Daring Women Incorporated. She's a, and she said it herself. She's a rape and domestic abuse survivor. And hey, this woman is on a mission, a mission to empower women, not just in this country. She's talking about a global effect. Tracy, tell me a little bit about Daring Women and um, what it does. Yeah, so Daring Women is it's a social impact organization. And what we do is we just use the power of media to help women find and reclaim their voice and become absolutely unstoppable. So, you know, when we're... We suffer from low self-esteem, body image, you know, and it doesn't have to be because of domestic or sexual assault situations. It just is. Um, we, we lose our voice and we lose that inner spark and that fire that's inside every single one of us dying to be fanned into a wildfire burning out of control, right? And right. so a daring woman is a way for, for us to connect as a sisterhood. It's, it's, a, it's a movement. We have, you know, we have the women who are not afraid to use their voice. And so they come on the podcast, they write the articles for the blog and the website. Um, when I start the conferences next year, they'll be coming out and speaking at the conferences. And then we have the other side and that's the women who are struggling and who need that support and need to know that they're not alone. And it's a, a just a safe place for both sides to come together and connect and just help one another. You know, the, the, the thing that I always say is, you know, we're not alone. You're not alone. I don't care what is happening in your life. You are not alone. And there is somebody out there who has been through whatever it is that you're going through to some degree, maybe not as severe, maybe worse. You don't know. So you're not alone. And Daring Woman is, is just a place for them to come together and, um, and, and to just connect and get that support and guidance that we need. Um, Absolutely. You know, Tracy, is it, is it like a, um, is it like a visitation? Like they come in, they visit and you, you guys do um, uh, groups or 
activities or outings? What no, exactly? No, it's not right now. So right now okay. it's all it's all digital. It's all virtual okay. at this okay. point. Um, okay. So we have the website. You can go to the website, daringwomaninc.com, daringwoman, uh, singular, inc.com. That's our, our blog site. There are tons of great articles on all kinds of, you know, whether it's um, – Every aspect of being a woman, basically. Absolutely. Uh, and we have we have our magazine, Today's Daring Woman. Um, you can actually, you know, test drive the, the magazine. You can go get a, the free issue at todaysdaringwoman.com. You can sign up and get access to the digital magazine. And then I'm also, I've just recently have launched the Daring Woman community, mm. which um, you can get to on the Daring Woman website. And it's, it's basically, it's, it's just a social network site where we can come together and we can, it, it's a safe place. Um, what happens in the community stays in the community. And so it's, you know, it's just a way that we can connect on a global basis because this isn't local. This is global. Absolutely. Tracy, um, as you was talking, you said, you said a few things. You said you guys have a podcast a website, you got conferences coming up. What is the conference made up of? Oh, so the Daring Woman Conference is going to, um, I'm, I'm looking at doing it fall of 2019. It'll be our first annual conference. We're going to do this every year. Um, it's going to be just filled with amazing women coming together to just support, uplift, empower, inspire one another. Whether it's right. speakers with their stories, it's the women participants with their stories, you know, it, it's, it's just a way for us to, to just come together and, and just unite. Uh, the first conference or the first theme is going to be Dare to Dream. And Amazing. Just, you know, it, it's going to be fun. I'm so excited. I can't wait for it. Uh, we do have the Daring Woman podcast. It is available on iHeartRadio and iTunes. Um, and there, it, that's every Wednesday, you get a new episode, um, and I, I just speak to these amazing women, just like you're doing, who mm-hmm. have basically been through hell in their own way and have come out thriving. I, I'm inspired. I'm inspired just talking to you because what, what a vast, you have, you have, you have a vast amount of of outreach. I mean, there, there are so many ways that people can get connected to daring women. And, and um, I'm writing it down as you talk and I'm like, you know what? Anybody, anybody who's out there who feels like they are all alone. I mean, Tracy, we'll get together and email each other and we'll get all of these, these websites and we'll get all of these blog numbers. We get everything up on my, on my, um, on my um, Facebook page and, and we'll we'll push this because I think this is phenomenal. I think it's a phenomenal thing that you're doing, and and I'm blown away. I'm blown away, and I definitely want to be a part of the daring women movement. So we are we're not we're done we're not done after this, sister. <laughs> we're not we're not done. We got work to do because just like you, I want to empower, impact, and uplift everybody I come in contact with, and that includes my sister. So. We got a lot of work to do, and I um I plan we on staying in touch. A lot of work to do. Yeah, um one of the one of the other things that I mean I know you you dug yourself out. You're doing a great thing right now. You got four 
lovely girls. Uh, I'm sure that they are proud of their mom. Tell me, um, what are some tips right now on on how a young woman coming out of a situation like that? What are some tips right now that 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 can empower them right now? Um, you know, for one thing, get help. Um, get you talk to somebody, therapy, whatever. Um, you know, a pastor, a priest, or who, somebody. Yeah. Uh, you can't heal from this alone, and mm-hmm. you need to heal. You need to get it out. That was my mistake for so long was I didn't talk to anybody. I didn't tell anybody. And um, my comfort was the refrigerator. And, right, I understand know, that. In my food addiction, I have, I have a food addiction that is just way out of control. Um, uh-huh. So, you know, definitely talk to someone and get help. The second thing is to, um, you know, find other women who have been there and are doing phenomenal, um, that they've come through it and they are stronger now and talk to them. You know, all of us out here, I, I guarantee you, we are all here and ready to talk to you. You can come talk to me, you can, you know, find somebody. Right. And, you know, how did you get through it? What did you do? You know, how can I, how can I pick myself up? You know, you, you've got to get that support system in place. It's crucial to get that support in place as soon as uh, possible. Absolutely. And I, I know, um, and I know that uh, most cities have uh, uh, some kind of DV group that people can reach out to. I know that. Mm-hmm. And, and, it's, and it's, in, it's important, you know, you can talk, you can call 211 and probably be able to find a DV group that uh, they can direct you to so that you can get hooked up with some people who are like-minded and moving forward and trying to um, create a new normal. So um, I'm yeah. coming up with about yeah. four and minutes left. Give yourself time to heal because, yeah. and be patient with yourself because, um, you know, I've, I've been, it's been almost 30 years since my oh. first assault. And I still get triggered, and I still have flashbacks. Um, you know, when I listen to Dr. Blasey Ford's testimony on Thursday with the whole Kavanaugh thing, um, mm. I was I was gone. I, the sexual abuse hotline um, calls went up 140 percent or something like that. There was 57 percent spike in people reporting um, assaults to them because of it. I, the world was triggered by this. And so it, it happens. It's it's never going to completely go away. You know what? Um, but you can get the tools and, and the capability to learn how to, to recognize the triggers and to deal with it. You know what? And we know that because we, we, we see overcomers, right? We see people who survived it. So we know that they're tools and we know that they're, uh, there's ways mm-hmm. that, that can empower women and get them out of that. You know, one of the things you said, I got about three minutes before I close, but one of the things you said was, you know, you got triggered, you got triggered about your past. And, and, and mm-hmm. like I, like I shared, there are things out there that, that trigger, um, all of you, you know, most emotions, you know, um, I smell, I smell tin, I smell car, I smell gas sometimes, you know, um, after my accident and it was 20 years ago. So what I want to ask you is, you know, you do get triggered about your past, but what do you, what did you, what did you do to, to kind of let go of your past to get, you know, to, to put it behind you? Cause I know you don't revisit it on purpose. Those are just triggers that, that bring up those emotions. So what did you do with three minutes left? 
Um, how did you let go of your past? I confronted him. I reached mm. out to him uh, around 2010, and we had started talking again. And I, I confronted him. I, I said something, <clears throat> you know, about that night, and you know, he goes, "I said something about the rape," and he goes, "Rape? What are you talking about?" And I said, "You remember um. that night?" And he says, well, "Yeah, I remember that night, but I never thought of it that way." And I said, "Well, this is what I've been going through for the last, you know, however many years." Um, and for me, that was a a big part of, you know, starting to put it behind me. And then after that, I had to realize that I am not a victim. I am a survivor. Absolutely. I will never be a victim. Um, Absolutely. Let me, let me ask you one thing real quick. He has no control over me. I'm sorry to interrupt, and that, and that was that was a phenomenal statement. Let me ask you one more thing with one minute left. Um, do you yeah. think it's very? Do you think how important is it for a rape victim to get it out, to get it out of them? You know, for uh, you know, I, a, I how personally, important? I personally think it is very important. Whether it's just telling, I, mean, I have women all the time come to me. I will get on the phone with them. They will tell me their story, and that is their path to healing. It doesn't go any farther than just me, but they have to know. Man. I mean, they have to get it out. Um, they don't necessarily have to confront their abusers. That you right. know, Not everybody is, is in that, that state. Right. Um, for me, it was something I needed to do. I, I needed Wait. to know... You know, if he knew. What his, Absolutely. What his thoughts were around that night. You know what, Tracy? This has been an awesome, this has been an awesome, awesome one hour. I am so honored that you chose my platform. We are not done working together. People, check out DaringWomenInc.com and look and see what this lady is doing, this survivor, this overcomer. You are listening to Felicia Hill, and this is Get Ready. Get ready for your breakthrough on VoiceAmerica.com slash Empowerment Station. I'll see you next week, Tuesday at 5 p.m. live. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening. Get ready, get ready for your breakthrough can be heard live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Your host, Felicia Hill, invites you to listen again next week and be sure to share your talents and gifts with someone you love every single day.